This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Hi, it's Claire Kimball here, the founder of The Squiz. This week marks six years of putting out The Squiz Today podcast, and I just wanted to say a huge thank you for listening. If you love what we do, and we hope you do, please tell your friends about us. It's all the birthday present we could ever need. Good morning, I'm Alex Tai. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Wednesday, the 29th of November. In your Squiz Today... Australia is in for a drenching. More on the High Court's indefinite detention decision. Indian workers are all rescued. And the rise of Cozy Lives. This is your Squiz Today. Batten down the hatches, Claire. We are in for some weather chat. It is storms across southern and eastern Australia, with Adelaide being the hardest hit yesterday. They had 40 millimetres of rain in a single hour. Look, I'm a country girl, Alex, so I love a bit of weather chat. It's what <laughs> my stock and trade is. So, And look, as to what happened in Adelaide, there was a really big downpour and thunderstorms. It left more than 8,000 homes in the dark, streets flooded, grounded flights. That all played out yesterday morning. Uh, also, there was a dislodged Moby Dick whale sculpture, which seems very appropriate. It floated downstream. Um, (laughs) The storms have then moved into New South Wales, Victoria, and also parts of Queensland. That happened yesterday, and that's going to continue to develop today. The Bureau of Meteorology says that what's happening is these supercell thunderstorms, which are really dangerous. They have the potential to cause flash flooding, hail, strong winds, and even tornadoes have developed. And that's what's playing out at the moment. So the forecast is in parts of southeastern Queensland, inland New South Wales, and northern Victoria, up to 150 millimetres of rain is expected today with some dangerous conditions predicted. So if that's you, check your local forecast and stay safe. But Claire... All of this rain has some people asking, whatever happened to El Nino? (laughs) Yeah, and it's a fair enough question, of course, because we've been talking about La Nina and then the transition to El Nino quite a bit. It was meant to bring on dry and warm weather for the summer. Um, We've already talked about, of course, quite a bit predictions of a dangerous bushfire season. Um, The thing that meteorologists are saying is that even though parts of Australia are being drenched at the moment, there are dry and hot conditions conditions coming. And the experts also add that there are ups and downs in rainfall during a visit from El Nino anyway. Having said that, the BOMB's November Climate Driver Report actually predicts that there will be below average rainfall across northern Queensland, the Northern Territory, Tassie, South and Western Australia between December and February. So that is all still ahead of us. This is a story we've been following since early November when the High Court made a surprise ruling that indefinite detention of people who can't be deported is unconstitutional. And yesterday, the court released a summary of its reasons for that decision. Yeah, so the short summary of the summary (laughs) is that the court found that indefinite detention is punitive and under the constitution, only courts can dole out punishments. The parliament can't do that. Uh, We also learned that the decision was unanimous amongst the judges who overruled a 2004 precedent on a case like this. So while we're on the topic, it was also confirmed yesterday 
that six of the 141 released detainees haven't been fitted with a monitoring device and one of those people has gone missing. The Albanese government says that sorting that out is a priority as is enacting what's called preventative detention laws to re-detain the people who are considered to be high-risk offenders. The High Court appears to have left the door open to that kind of preventative detention arrangement, so our politicians are hustling to get that done in the coming couple of days. This is a story we haven't covered yet, but over the last couple of weeks, there have been 41 workers trapped in a collapsed tunnel in northern India. Rescuers knew they were alive and uninjured, but it's been quite the saga to get them out. And overnight, they were all freed. Yeah, so these workers were trapped on the 12th of November. They were working on a road project and there was a landslide that caused a blockage at the entrance of the tunnel. Uh, They survived on oxygen that was pumped through the rubble. Uh, Also, rescuers found a way to get a 15-centimetre pipe through and that way they got dry food to the men. Uh, It's been a huge operation to get to them. Uh, The mission involved rescuers, digging through about 60 metres of rubble that was blocking the tunnel. They did that with a drilling machine. Unfortunately, that broke down. Uh, That happened on Friday, so they had to finish it off by hand. The final rescue also involved a pipe, and this isn't one for the claustrophobic. The trapped men were pulled through a 90-centimetre steel pipe, arriving to cheers of long-live Mother India. Incredibly, none of the men are thought to have been injured, but the group are being given medical checks at a nearby hospital. PM Narendra Modi has saluted the men's inspiring courage and patience. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. Sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off, but whether it's two years or 20 years away, it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you. Aware Super is one of Australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for Aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au. It isn't every day we get a national apology, and this morning, PM Anthony Albanese will deliver one to all Aussies affected by the drug thalidomide. Claire, for squizzers who don't know, what is thalidomide? Look, if you've watched Call the Midwife, you'll be all over this because it's been subject of many episodes of that great drama. Um, But what it was was a morning sickness medication. It was marketed to pregnant women in the 1950s and 60s, and very sadly it caused significant birth defects. An estimated 10,000 babies around the world were affected by that. About 40% of them died before their first birthday. Um, thalidomide wasn't actually tested on pregnant women before it was approved for sale and the fallout from the effects of that it led to greater medical oversight around the world it also led to the creation of Australia's Therapeutic Goods Administration which is the TGA we talked about them of course quite a bit when it came to vaccinations and COVID and all of that so there was a Senate report back in 2019 into support for thalidomide survivors and it was that report which recommended today's national apology. Australia has 146 registered thalidomide survivors and their organisations have welcomed the apology and they've also welcomed a new national site of recognition in Canberra on Lake Burley Griffin. 
It is the wonderful time of the year when dictionaries and word nerds start publishing their words of the year, Claire. We had Matilda last week from the National Dictionary Centre, and yesterday we got two more, one from the US and one from an Australian dictionary. So we will start with the United States first. That's a Merriam-Webster dictionary. It said that authentic is their pick of word of the year. They have a couple of definitions for that. Of course, it means not being false or an imitation, but probably where it's being used quite a bit more is about being true to one's own personality, spirit and character. Um, It's coming up authentic as a word that's being used quite a bit because they say around conversations with artificial intelligence, um, also things like celebrity culture and identity and social media. So that's all very high-minded. When it comes to the Aussie Macquarie Dictionary, their word of the year, it's Cozzy Lives. <laughs> that, of course, is slang for cost of living, which is one of the big themes of 2023, of course. But Claire, I found this interesting. The Macquarie Dictionary, when they're choosing their word of the year, they're constrained to only words that have entered their dictionary that year. So, Cosy Lives, I guess, is certainly one of those. It's a fresh one. Yep. <laughs> and certainly a way to make people, I reckon, over age 40 feel a bit older. Cosy Lives, I hadn't really heard about it. Clearly, my friends aren't cool and, <laughs> <laughs> and collected enough to be using that. <laughs> Squiz the day, Claire. What is coming up today? Yep, speaking of Cozy Lives, we're going to get some new data from the Bureau of Stats. So that's the monthly inflation rate for October. Lots of eyes on that one, of course. And that is it for us today. But Squizzers, if you haven't already, it is a good time to give us a review on Apple or Spotify. Chuck us one of those five-star reviews. We'll really, really appreciate it. And we'll be back with you tomorrow. G'day, Kate Watson here. I'm the host of Weekly Wrap and News Club, a place for conversations about the news. It's budget week, so I'm here to tell you about our News Club episode from last week, where Claire chatted with James Chessel. He's the former Managing Director of Publishing at Nine Entertainment. He was also a staffer earlier in his career, so they have a good chat about how the budget sausage is made. Here's a small snippet. The most important policy or set of policies the government will announce every year. So it's important that it's not um, announced willy-nilly, although mm. they do leak <laughs> a, a fair amount of it. Yeah. And there is a famous time when uh, when um, Laurie Oakes, the nine journalist, got his hand on the budget papers b- the day before the budget and was it's able to such print. such an incredible story. Was able to print a lot of it, um, which was, you know, absolutely amazing. Um, <laughs> but the other thing is... A lot of what the Treasurer will announce has the ability to move markets, yeah. um, direct impact on on businesses and, and other organisations. So, you know, there does need to be some rigour and uh, confidence that it will be handed, handled in an appropriate, appropriate way. For more on that chat, just search for News Club in your podcast app or follow the link in your episode notes.